0: everyone welcome to the newbie real estate investor podcast my name is Jonathan Boyle and here with my co-host Joey Chan you guys uh,
1: Joey Chan <laughs> yes
0: and we actually have a uh, special guests uh, Adam Levine and Daniel Ad- it I hate to kill break the uh, describe the Edry. name Edry. 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 okay awesome yeah. awesome
2: thank
3: you uh, for being on the show guys thank That's you that- thank you good yeah, uh, I just wanted to just mention you guys are, I think you guys are doing great things. I really love what you're doing for our investor community. And, you know, I see that you guys are you're building popularity and I just feel uh, honored that you invited uh, Daniel and I on your show. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, saving the time and coming on with us.
0: Yes. Awesome. So, uh, guys, do you mind, uh, telling us a little bit about yourselves and, you know, like how did you guys get started in real estate?
3: Yeah, I'll start. So I I've been I started probably around 2012. I have always been involved with my my family, my father, watching him invest in real estate uh, actively, and then around 2012 he started passively investing, and that's when I started working for a developer he, he used to invest with, and that's when I decided to uh, take the the leap to go for my master's in real estate property management at Drexel, and it's a great experience from. From learning, you know, at a graduate level, the only caveat is is that you really can't buy experience. And I worked a lot, but I, like it still wasn't enough. So I met Daniel probably about five years ago. Um, we we're working on a deal together, and then I discovered that he actually invested with a developer my family invest with, and I was like, "Wow, that's really interesting." And I knew Daniel; he manages his family's money, uh, started out as a lender and then as a uh, more of a, as a passive investor with other developers. And I wanted to pick his brain on how he actually vets a developer, like the whole process. And then I wanted to understand his knowledge on that sponsor or that 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 uh, uh, company that we invested with. He started a new entity called uh, TCS Onika Homes, where he partnered up with one of the largest real estate families in America to create uh, a similar model to Blackstone, where their goal is to buy thousands of single-family homes with a uh, and then go to turn it into a REIT. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. So my goal was to basically work with Daniel, invest with him, learn with him. And the one thing that really kept me uh, very interested in working with Daniel was just his um, demeanor. He's very humble. He has integrity, ethics. He's not a blowhard like a lot of the other investors out there. Apologize for the noise. They're doing landscaping outside. Um, But it's very rare, as you guys know, to find – humble, uh, investors in this arena that we're in. Um, and that's one thing that really attracted me and then just the ethics and, and the experience. And he just, he has all the qualities that I'm looking for. And that's why I feel just very humble and blessed to, to be able to work with someone like Daniel.
1: Daniel, can you give us a little bit, uh, about yourself, how you actually got started in uh, real estate? I know, I know you've been investing for a while. Um, so, you know, just give us a little bit of background about yourself. Uh, I know Adam kind of, you know, uh, gave That's us a, a little bit about what you do, but um, h- how did you get started, Daniel?
2: Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for the opportunity to, um, to join this uh, webcast. Um, Adam, thank you for blowing up my ego. I I don't know how long I'm going to stay humble if you keep throwing comments like that at me. Uh, But uh, in any case, uh, so I've been uh, investing in real estate in one way or another for over 25 years. Um, I started as a bridge and mezzanine lender in the early 90s uh, with a family company called Mikor Capital Markets. Um, We ended up in in the downturn of the economy in 2008 we had an enormous amount of of defaults and the interesting thing is we we learned that our mezzanine loans where we were very high leverage but had really underwritten our properties more rigorously uh, whereas we uh, were investing with the best sponsors in the best real estate in the best locations had very Very few defaults and our lower leverage, you know, below 50% leverage um, bridge loans had a lot of defaults because we weren't as rigorous in choosing, you know, the sponsors. We were, you know, basically counting on a low leverage. Um, So I started shortly after the downturn of the economy in order to find yield um, in a safe manner. I started uh, a product which was a Dequity product, meaning a combination of debt and equity. Uh, It was an equity product in a priority position in the waterfall where we would get a preferred rate of return first, and then we would do the equity splits, and the sponsor would get a little bit better return than normal pursue type um, equity. Started Annika Equities maybe six years ago, which was an LP investor just because my dad was, you know, slowing down, he's in his 70s, you know, and I was winding up. Uh, and uh, it was with the same group of investors as, as before. And then recently, um, in 2019, um, I got the opportunity to meet with uh, Ben Aller uh, and his partners uh, and to form TCS Onica Homes, which is a general partner at GP investing in single-family residential properties, uh, affordable housing only uh, in the Philadelphia area. Adam had the opportunity to invest in Fund 2, uh, and now we're launching Fund 3. In about a month or a month and a half, uh, which Adam has a position in as a, a, a limited partner uh, as well. You
1: gave a lot of terms that I would say a lot of the newer investors may or may not know. You know, GP, LP. Can you explain that a little bit, uh, Daniel? Sure. What, what is a, a general partner versus a limited partner? What the difference is between the two?
2: Sure. Yeah. So a general partner is the sponsor of the deal. He's the company that is doing whatever value add operation and so on going on for the on the property level. An LP is a limited partner. These are traditionally passive investors, whereas they're not they're not on the day to day operations, sometimes as in uh, the LP investments that I've done, LP investors have all major decisions run by them. More often than not, they're completely passed. Another
0: term that you mentioned before, uh, equity split, was uh, preferred return. Would you mind elaborating on preferred return and maybe debt versus equity a little bit? Adam, if you want to take that one, I'm not sure.
3: Yeah, preferred return is basically really... Uh, debt disguises equity. In a nutshell, where it's you're going to have. I mean, Danny, you, maybe you want to explain it a little more. Uh, you sure? So
2: preferred return is a rate of return that's awarded to the investor before any additional returns go down the waterfall. Meaning the sponsor first pays to the investor the preferred return. Okay. So it's in a priority position. Okay. And then, just
0: for I guess for the audience to be clear, so they get. Their preferred return first and then it comes to whatever everyone else is agreed upon either it be more uh debt or an equity split
2: correct and and just to clarify also i mentioned the term waterfall so and it occurs to me that maybe that's uh not understood a waterfall is the priority of the return for the investment so many times preferred return will be the first level in the waterfall and then after that, there'll be different hurdles, different equity splits uh, depending on, um, on that waterfall.
1: Do you prioritize um, paying your debt first before you pay your equity investors?
2: So the debt always comes first. Right. Um, so uh, Adam mentioned that uh, preferred rate of return or a PREF Mm-hmm. Uh, comes first it, it comes first in the equity stack so before you the equity makes any money the the senior lender in the first position debt uh, will get there then second to that if there's a preferred rate of return to investors they're second in the waterfall and then you know after that whatever the uh the splits are and it could
3: get very complicated you keep it very simple or you can yeah. you can, you could really chop it up uh, a million different ways it can
2: get very complicated and i've seen some waterfalls which have five even six different hurdles and different splits um whenever possible i've always been somebody um that likes to you know keep it simple stupid you know <laughs> so yeah you know so i'll have maybe if there's a preferred rate of return, there's one preferred rate of return, a priority position, and then the splits afterwards. That
0: makes sense. Yeah, I, I actually had to do that, or I did that with uh, one of my.
2: Uh, it, it wasn't
0: like a large, uh, larger project like you guys do, but it was actually for a flip because it had enough meat in the bone that you know we, we were able to discuss that and enough uh, partners on it. So I, I definitely get the the idea.
2: Really, what you're doing is you're assigning for each level of risk prior, you know, a a return that's appropriate. So the first risk, you know, usually the investors are putting up to 90% of the equity. So they're in the highest risk position and therefore they get the first, you know, return often.
1: Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Guys, I guess uh,
0: just moving a little bit uh, forward now, What are you guys doing today in real estate Um, and has COVID-19 really affected you guys?
3: So we closed fund number two, which, you know, it's uh, 15 properties. Um, What I did, so a little bit about what I'm doing that's a little bit different in this environment um, is that to invest with Daniel directly, you would have to invest a larger denomination. So investors could invest with me with a, 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 a smaller amount and you have an opportunity to learn with me as well. Uh, to invest with daniel you get a monthly report uh you're more passive with me you're more of a uh you're more involved right we'll have we'll have a, a mastermind group it's only a select few investors it's growing and you know you don't have to be involved but i always encourage it to hey you know learn you know you should it's a, it's very interesting and and you know i'm always i talk to daniel daily uh what we're doing and so i'm having monthly uh or not monthly uh, weekly Zoom meetings, and we're going over the investment. That's what we're doing now. Um, and it's very interesting what we're doing with fund number two, and it, it's exciting. And now we're launching fund number three, and to, to talk about what's happened in this environment COVID-19, it's like the perfect storm, because now uh, the underwriting assumptions prior were they were good, but now it's even better. We're talking about acquisition, short-term distress where our pricing, our basis going in on acquisitions is lower. And the long-term fundamentals for the demand that we're, that we're going after in terms of a, a, a um, residential rental, workforce housing is greater. If anything, there's gonna be more demand for our rental product. Um, and so it's really, uh, that's it, like the perfect uh, opportunity, You know, if you're sitting on the sidelines to actually get in now, because I missed it the last recession, I was still in college. And now I'm like, all right, well, I have the knowledge, I have the relationships, I'm ready to go. And I want to, and this is an opportunity of, the, of a lifetime. That, that's what they're saying.
0: No, I get it. So to clarify, just uh, for the audience, you're doing this fund for several single family uh, row homes in Philadelphia, correct? And that, or is it something more now as well?
3: So uh, it's, so fund number two is just 15 homes. So we're just doing it deal by deal. Okay. Well, so, number three, I'll let Daniel get into it since it's his, uh, he's the one of putting it together. He explained it probably better to me.
2: Sure. So uh, just to clarify, we've broken up each one of the funds into anywhere between say 15 and 30 of these row homes. Um, the reason why we keep it small like that, uh, even though, you know, we have an appetite to buy thousands of these units uh, is because uh, we have a line of credit with our lender um, and as per the line of credit cannot have bridge debt and term debt on the same borrower so we had to break off little bite-sized you know amounts so that i can finish the renovations you know once a tenant vacates i can finish the renovations uh, and refi that whole portfolio rather than having to wait for 100 or 200 units to be completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that way, we can repatriate equity in a much quicker time, which greatly increases uh, the internal rate of return to the investor and makes the investment more interesting.
3: Yeah, okay. actually, I'm excited because you know, we went from you know, 24 months of return of our principal capital to 12 months. So you just keep on recycling that money over and over again, which is really uh,
2: burr method. So, the burr method is right, <laughs> is build, renovate, rent, refinance,
3: and repeat. Exactly, the, the, the burr method at a, at a massive scale, pretty
1: much. <laughs> right, that's that's a pretty uh, unique way to put it. A uh, large scale burr, nice. I'm
0: assuming it's also beneficial that it's in bite-sized pieces where because there's more of a pool of people who want to purchase you know like 10 to 15 row homes rather than like a hundred or a thousand right i mean like for smaller investors
2: well, so actually the way that we structure um each one of our funds it's a number of investors so we could i could easily raise more money for a larger fund and then break it into smaller borrowers but i'm modeling each fund based on my current appetite so i know right now i can buy 20 to 30 homes in the next say 45 to 60 days i'm not raising money for buying six months from now you know i'm raising what i know i can purchase here in philadelphia immediately now i
0: guess i could be wrong with what i've heard about uh what's going on in philly right now due to COVID 19 but has that Uh, actually negatively affected you? Because I know, my understanding is that all construction was halted or something.
2: So there are certainly some pros and cons to the current crisis that we're in right now. Number one, as you mentioned, all construction is halted. That means you can't get permits to do anything. Um, as per my lending requirements, I need permits on every job. I can't do anything without permits. You know, that's slowed things down a bit. In the meantime, also, there are a lot of people out of work that are unable to pay their rent. That's another challenge based on the crisis. However, it's the crisis has created some opportunity as well. One of these opportunities is just as a result of the pool of buyers being much smaller now. So because people are struggling to pay their rent, there's less of a demand um, from, you know, the less sophisticated investor. A lot of lenders have backed out of the SFR business, SFR being single family residential. So there's a smaller pool of money to buy right now. And then it's just a matter of supply and demand. So if there's a smaller pool of buyers, prices go down, right? Oh, of
0: course. That, that definitely makes sense. I mean, I know Joey recently bought a property at like, I think, a thirty dollars or $40,000 discount because of the crisis. So you were at, imagine that at scale.
2: At, <laughs> so we're seeing probably as much as 20 to 30% off of what we would be paying a few months ago. Wow. That's true. It really is a very interesting period. Now, my look, so everybody's got an opinion, obviously. Mm -hmm. My opinion on the current crisis is that different than 2007, our economy had some very strong fundamentals in it before, you know, the Corona scare. What I think that means to us is that we probably, in my opinion, we won't be in a long drawn out recession. My expectation is that it will be a recession on the shorter side. And although we probably will not come up immediately to the kind of highs that we had several months ago, because there there probably was a, a need for a correction of some sorts. I don't think it's the kind of correction that will, be extended for years. So, you know, we have a limited amount of time to buy at a discount. And I think that the the market will, will rally um, shortly afterwards.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's great. That was actually like, uh, one of my next questions was what do you, where do you see the market going?
3: So, definitely makes sense, though. So. Yeah. yeah. And just to jump on a little more on that is that uh, there was a, you know, for what we're doing is more uh, affordable uh, workforce. And if anything, you know, there, there, there was a huge demand prior. And we're doing something that's socially responsible. We're bringing a, a, a very good quality product in the area that I actually needs And there's going to be more of a demand. So as, a, as an investor, you know, there's an opportunity to really build up your rental portfolio. And if you look historically at what Blackstone did, I mean they bought thousands. And so that's why I'm very excited to partner with, with Daniel and his partners on really building this private equity for you know, buying up thousands of these with them. Because it's just the, the there's such a strong demand, and it's definitely something that is less risky that I don't I mean, it's probably the, the most recession resilient asset class that I could think of at this at this current state. And and that should be performing, uh, should bounce back quickly and should perform well long-term. Right, Absolutely. So just to piggyback
2: on that. So I have been over the last few years focusing exclusively on affordable housing. I've done a lot of luxury product, but you know, as of a couple of years ago, I saw the writing on the wall and started to focus exclusively on the more affordable product Or the reason that when there is volatility in the market, when there is, you know, in times of recession, uh, the product that does really well is not the luxury product, which is more volatile. It's the affordable housing. Uh, Many people will have to downsize their units from more luxury properties down to more affordable. And beyond that, also being in Philadelphia, 25%, of the population in Philadelphia uh, last year was below the poverty line. Um, so we're talking about a population that needs affordable housing more so than it needs a luxury product.
1: That's great. Um, so Daniel, can you um, explain to us a little bit, how are you finding this, the, this many properties? How are you getting
2: these? It's, you know It's not easy. Um, one of the things that I, on fund one that we found out was, uh, that buying vacant shells was incredibly difficult. We're fighting with the world. The prices were made sense at one point and months later were blown out of proportion because we were fighting with all the fix and flippers. Right. Mm-hmm. What we're doing now is we're focusing more on purchasing portfolios of properties that are already rented. Uh, so there's a tenant in we purchase properties that have no more than six months remaining on the lease. And then when the tenant vacates, we do an abbreviated renovation. Perhaps it's not a total gut renovation because we're purchasing at a you know higher level than than mm-hmm. you know a vacant, you know, shell. We're going to realtors, we're going to the MLS, we're going to wholesalers. There's a lot more properties on the market that are currently rented than those that are ready for the fix and flippers to, you know, to renovate and, and flip.
1: Okay. So that's, that's good. So you're, you're coming in and not trying to compete with all the other fix and flippers and things like that. Uh, you're coming in trying to purchase more or less the um, turnkey type of properties, if you will, mm-hmm. um, or maybe not, In not as good of a condition as a guarantee? You know, these are
2: properties that, in our opinion, require renovation. Uh, And in renovating it, not only do we achieve a higher after repair value ARV, Mm -hmm. uh, but also we get, you know, a higher rent. So our cap rate, which is the rate of return over the cost, is. Much higher after we do a renovation.
1: What would you say um, your your cap rates are right now in Philly?
2: So we're probably buying based on the existing cash flow <laughs> at between an eight and a ten and a half cap, but we're substantially higher on our you know after repair rate. All because of the burn method. What's happening is we're receiving back often 110 to 115% of our equity within the first year through a refinance. Wow. So what happens is in the second year, you've already got all your money back and everything, you know, now you're in the infinite return. But that's why, you know, our our model for fund three, we're expecting to be able to deliver to the investor a 50% internal rate of return and a uh, 2.5x equity multiple. Wow. Uh, the equity oh, wow. multiple, just to clarify, is the the multiple on your invested equity. So a 2.5x equity multiple, if you invested $100,000, means you're getting $250,000 return. What's the
1: uh, time period for that? It's a five-year hold. It's a five-year, okay. Okay. A okay, five then. year fund basically.
2: Uh, we expect to hold at least 10 years. Probably what we'll do is we'll buy out our investors at the end of year five at market value mm-hmm. uh, just because we're a long term player. But a lot of times when you raise money for a fund, investors are looking at a three to five year horizon. That's why it's modeled as a five year hold.
1: Yeah, that's for, for the most part. You know, it's very similar. Uh, most indications are, you know, in that time period,
3: correct. So, yeah, that's great. So, it's so, yeah, really interesting too. The reason why uh, the the single family residential homes, when you're buying portfolios as well, what's really interesting is when you're controlling thousands of these. Now you're dealing with operation operational efficiencies similar to multifamily, where you know you're saving on costs due to economies of scale, and you're valuing it when you sell it similar to multifamily based upon cap rates. And another reason why Daniel, they're going after the single family rentals is because they don't want to compete with his partner's father. Richard Aller owns over, was he on like 50,000? Like yeah. So they're more of like an institutional investor where they'll go in and buy at a lower, at a higher value, which is a lower cap rate where your cash on cash yield is lower. But with the single family residential, the SFR, you're dealing with mom-and-pop investors that, you know, you can actually get it, you can get it at a better basis um, and your returns are going to be higher. And then when you're controlling thousands, now it's similar to, to multifamily and there's historic, there's, um, you know, this is a, an asset class that the institutional investors are jumping in, you know, you have Blackstone, you have like Starbridge, you have many other entities that have everything that are doing this. And now you have TCS, which is a, a brand new player to the market but not brand new as an entity, but not brand new in management. The management team's been around for multiple cycles. Yeah, well,
2: I should say, so TCS Management is the largest scattered site management company in Philadelphia with well over 3,000 units under management. You know, TCS Investments had done about 650 picks and flips for third-party investors, uh, and TCS Annika homes is my gen... Uh, my joint venture, Ben Aller and Gaurav Gambier of TCS brand. And, the, you know, that's our, our joint venture together.
1: Jumping into Fund 3, right? When you say that, Fund 3, it's open now, right? It's open for... Uh, new investors to come in and invest when yeah. you say uh, it's open versus uh, it's closed like for example fund two said it's closed now that means the fund is fully funded just to you know just to kind of give our um, audience right so fund two being closed means it's fully funded and now the process is going to start taking place is that what it means?
2: Absolutely. One three right now we're, you know, we've raised enough to, to buy 20 properties. We'll probably increase it slightly to 30 or 40 properties. So we'll still accept some investors at this okay. point, but understand every couple of months we're running a new fund. Okay. So we're in a, you know, very, you know, large acquisition phase uh we we like to do at least a few hundred units over the uh, uh over a 12-month hold but these are broken into smaller portfolios of anywhere between 20 and say 50 max
0: what are you guys looking for exactly from an investor if they wanted oh. to invest in your fund let's say
2: i know you both have two ideas but yeah sorry absolutely so uh the number one thing is they need to be accredited investors uh, and what that means you know, we have on our website under the investor port portal um, a something that they can click, which says who may invest, which talks about what their annual cash flow or their net worth needs to be in order to invest. This is important uh, because, you know, we're not a broker dealer. Uh, we can't reach out to anyone uh these have to be blue sky accredited investors
3: and it's very simple like you just i mean it's a form coming about dana myself we'll, we'll mail you to, we'll email you the form you just just sign off saying you're accredited that's it so it's not like a long drawn-out process
2: and there's a description of what that is and you know we don't verify all of that data or self-attesting to you that you're an accredited investor as per the act and it you know the, that page uh describes exactly what an accredited investor is. It's a pretty low bar. It's a $200,000 in annual income uh and a a, a net worth of a million dollars. So it's not, you know, a very high bar that you have to reach.
3: Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's a 200,000 annual if you're married, 300,000 combined on uh, the million dollar net worth but not including your your personal residence. Correct. Um, but yeah, it's not. It, I mean, it's definitely achievable to the out of
1: what kind of investor are you is your fund accepting? That makes it a little bit easier for the people kind of starting out, let's say, to invest.
3: Very good question. So right now, I'm, I'm accepting only accredited investors. I'll, t- I'll I'll talk with my counsel ways to accept non-accredited. Um, but that's I'll leave that up to the legal professionals. Not going to you know, I'll take the legal. However. What I'm doing differently is, for me, I struggled with this my whole life. I was trying to find, you know, I always wanted to learn, but also invest. And, you know, there's a lot of gurus out there you just have to be careful of. And so I'm trying to deliver, <laughs> to <his life. laughs> there is, you know, yeah,
1: you're right.
3: you're um, I was leaving it at that. But for me, you know, fortunate I met up with Daniel, his partners. I love the business plan. And what I want to do differently is say, hey, you know, there's a lot of people like yourself that want to learn. But so by investing with me, you know, you could invest a smaller amount of money, not six figure check that, you know, TCS requires. You could invest a smaller denomination and also you could learn. I mean, like I have uh, one of my partners, Tay, you know, Daniel knows him. He's a CFA, he's a CPA and he, want, he, he works a full-time job. Uh, he used to work for Goldman, now he works for Prudential. And very sharp kid, very, very sharp, but you know, he wanted to learn. So he invested with me in fund number two, and he's learning a tremendous amount. I mean, every day, we're almost on the phone almost every day going through the documents. In fact, we have a phone call, Daniel, I believe at one o'clock where we're having our investor reporting to go on for what's going on with fund number two. That's something that we get that you know most investors, I don't know any other uh, management company that does that, what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. really when you invest with a sponsor or, or a, a company, it's once a month. That's all. Oh, yeah, with me, we're going even further. We're going over joint venture docs. We're going over mortgage documents. We're going over all the HUDs, appraisals, the models, running numbers. So you're actually learning at a very high level. And that's the type of relationship I built with, uh, with Daniel. And, I'm, you know, and I know you're the newbie investor. So what I can say is if you want to get started, you know, it's always good to learn, invest and learn, but you really want to be careful on. Who you learn from. You want to pick the right people to learn from, and that's what I did. I struggled with it, and I'm very happy with the relationship I built with, with TCS and Dan.
2: By that's- the way, the the structure that Adams implementing as an LP investor in TCS Onica Home for the newbies, often referred to as club investment vehicle. So Adams firm. Uh, Levine Capital Management is an investment club.
3: Okay, it's it. simply put, these are club deals I'm doing. I'm bringing, I'm basically, you know, aggregating capital to meet the minimum investment with. Right.
0: Okay, got it. So it's kind of like Adam's kind of like your sub in a sense. If you were going in, contractor speak or whatever.
2: Yeah, sure. In a way, I mean, so in a way, I
0: I, I don't mean specifically. I I know Adam has his own fund in it. That, you know, does other things, but I'm just saying in general.
2: My minimum investment is typically $200,000. Okay. and There have been times in the past I've accepted $100,000. Uh, but I, I simply cannot you know, I do not have the time or energy to deal with smaller investors uh, than that. Uh, and Adam does, you know, have the time and the energy. So he'll come in as my investor uh, and under him all of his investors will you know be pulled together
3: and i'm very passionate i love it so i actually you know i love to help people and 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 teach and learn and go through it so that's the one bet i mean by all means you don't have to be involved but you know i'm i'm there and and then you know daniel could we will get involved as well with us and um, I have a mastermind group on Facebook. You could join, you know, it's exciting. And right now it's like the beginning stages that we're you know, we're launching. We just did fund number two and now we're launching fund number three. And so we're at the very beginning, which is a very exciting time to get involved.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great way to come in if you don't have, you know, 200,000 plus uh, to invest. You know, if you have like, let's say 20, 50, which, you know, a lot of people do have that, that amount.
2: Let's talk about it for a second. So those also that have the 20 to 50 to invest that might look to do it themselves, Mm -hmm. even assuming that they had the experience that our group had uh, with, you know, the buying, the renovating, the leasing, the management, so on. By investing in one property, your risk is much higher than investing in 20 to 50 properties. Uh, The reason being that your risk is diluted over a portfolio. So you're always going to have one or so properties that go over budget. Uh, One property where you have a nightmare tenant that doesn't want to pay his rent. Uh, You can have problems on one or two or three properties uh, and your risk is completely diluted when you're investing on 30 properties all at once
3: that's that's something that actually i stress to take is he wanted to learn what someone he was telling me and i was like well you're investing with one property i mean and um and then one little hiccup like this pandemic can blow up your whole investment you know but number two i mean you know granted we we closed and now this hit but we're okay we're still positive we still you know we're collecting uh, what was it, like 70% of our rent. So we're still flow First, if that was one house, we could be- Yeah, you're done. Yeah, it,
2: yeah. It, it's it, important it, to yeah. note, even with the very experienced professionals that have been doing this for many years, you know, when you're renovating a home that's 100 years old or more, you, until you start opening up the walls, you don't know what you're looking at, mm. you know? So even the most experienced are going to run into some issues with overages on, you know, a handful or a spattering of property.
1: Where can people find you guys? Uh, let's say on social media, um, things like that.
3: So I'm, on, I'm trying to get more active on social media. Um, you know, I'm kind of shy, but trying to get more out there. And you can find me, uh, Adam Levine, not to get confused with the singer, right? Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, Levine Capital. I'm trying to work on my SEO. Um, LavineCapital.com. You could reach me at Adam at or but really easy if you want to find me, just reach out to Joey or Jonathan. Um, you know, Daniel. He's very easy as well.
2: So I am at uh, TCS. Thomas, Charlie, Sally, Anika, A N I K A uh You can go and uh, on the website to the investor area and request a password and get an offering memorandum that way i'm on linkedin i'm on facebook uh i'm not as um i'm not as active on social media as adam is um i'm a little more you know i'm a little older older and crustier and and not as focused on something which i really should be but uh, that's why I have guys like Adam, you know, working with me.
3: That's what we're doing. That's why we want to get on these, these, uh, podcasts, you know, the, they're trying to build the the momentum that are the names and, you know, we're helping each other out. you know, helping your, right. the whole idea is just to help. And that's why I I work with data because, you know, w- the idea is that really help people. And I know this, like I said, this is uh, a very strong, uh, you know, something that people need. Um, and, uh, so that's why you know, I'm trying to get more active to try to spread the message, and you know we're living in a time now where Facebook, LinkedIn, Bigger Pockets, uh, you know, it's it's a, these are amazing pl- YouTube, these are Instagram, these are amazing tools yep. that you can use to, to really build your brand and your and spread your your message.
1: Absolutely. Uh, just just want to let you guys know uh, there's also a new platform as well um, that I, I just got on. Uh, it's called wow. Web Talk.
3: You're on, you're on the me, I think.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Um, Stefano uh, actually originally invited me, I believe.
3: I think Jonathan, I think you're underneath me too. Yeah. I got to get more on there because I know you guys are going to build up a big social media. <laughs> yeah, I, I got
0: to start uh, working on that one as well. So.
3: Same here. And I can benefit from it or something. I still try to figure out this platform. I don't really fully understand it, but it seems interesting.
1: It looks very similar to LinkedIn
3: yeah you know, yeah, so you guys pay for it Cause I, know uh, they I have not I have not haven't yet yeah I'm thinking about I it I don't know if it's you know but it's interesting yeah. um,
1: I think it's still too too new yeah. right now for me to really put some money into it yet, you know, once they have like millions of followers then then i'll I'll think about it right now it's it's still not there yet. I should
3: encourage you to do it because then I, I benefit because you guys are like other oh, people. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you. Thank you so much for this. This is uh you know, looking to get on the more of these uh uh webinar series and hopefully at your office or our office next time, you know. This is uh
1: Yeah,
0: hopefully yeah. once uh, this thing blows over.
1: Absolutely. Yep. So yeah, so we I wanna uh thank you, um Daniel and Adam uh for hopping on this with us letting our audience know about your your new fund coming up and um yeah thank you yeah i
0: definitely learned a lot so you know thank you and uh you know i'm sure we'll definitely be talking so
3: absolutely a pleasure thank
2: you guys very much for the opportunity
3: same here yeah thank you and one last thing you know by all means like um I guess ask your audience, like, if they have any additional questions from us, you know, we could always jump on and really dive in deeper into another subject that they have an interest in.
0: You guys know what you're talking about, because I know we sat for like half hour, an hour
2: about one of the projects. Take care, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much, guys.